When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hello, hello. Very big welcome. It's half time. Half time. It's half time. I'm out. Rich. <laughs> it's half term chaos it is not? I yeah. don't know if it is up and down the country but it certainly is where we are and it certainly is where you are yeah it must be it's the Queen's Jubilee week which is what we were literally just saying so I imagine all schools are like fuck this we're not teaching kids on this week no way everyone's off basically aren't they yeah yeah any plans for the half term we're going away you're going away aren't you yeah, yeah. we're going away um, I was going to say something to you yesterday we went for a dog walk and a lady stopped me and said I just want to let you know that I was listening to the podcast in the car and the swearing was so bad that even people that walked past the car were shocked I was like get in you're winning so thank you very much to that lady for stopping and saying basically she loves the podcast but can you stop being such potty mouth bitches? No, she wasn't. She was very much like, yes, I love it. You I win. Don't, you know what? It's so funny with swearing, isn't it? I just, I'm not conscious I'm doing it at all. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think I am because there's certain surroundings. Like I wouldn't go into school and swear when I drop the no, kids I... off. But um, I have dropped, <laughs> I've dropped a few uh, S-bombs around the kids at school drop-off. Oh, no, what I mean is like to the teacher, I wouldn't be like, oh, be like, oh right, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But I um, I personally have a very different view on swearing to other people. I think like the very traditional view of swearing is vulgar and swearing is, you know, um, for unintelligent people, I think is just an un- uneducated thing to say. It's just a word and it's a word that can be used freely and we don't have to attach it to any particular thing other than an expression of an emotion. Yeah. That's how I see swearing. So if, you know, Elliot is 11 and there's no denying the fact that when I was 11, I was saying, fuck shit. I was saying all of it because I thought I was absolutely hard as nails to swearing. Yeah. And like I've sat down and had a and I hear I hear the people that he goes to school with when they're walking into school and their mums aren't around. And I hear them. And I've said to Elliot, like, you know what, mate? I get the fact you're at that age where you will swear. And dad and I, as you know, don't have an issue with it because you've heard us swear. But just be aware of your surroundings because yeah. some people are upset by it. And just be a bit respectful of that. Yeah. But otherwise, fuck away. <laughs> fuck away. <laughs> fuck away, spoiler. No, I, like I wouldn't, you know, I, I say that. I wouldn't say that to Toby. No. Um, but Elliot, you know, Elliot's about to hit senior school. And we all know what senior school kids are like. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. I think it's about there. being a little bit realistic about how we um, view those words and how they are commonly used now. People who don't like them can get the fuck over it. I don't like their uptight fucking vaginas. 
when I was um I, I actually think that um I probably swear as much because I it was really um hammered home to me that we weren't allowed to swear yeah it's like the forbidden fruit so if we if we swore at, um, when I was younger then um this is boomer parenting FYI uh I would have my mouth washed out with soap so we were not allowed to swear at all and I never have you did. ever had your mouth washed out with soap yeah okay <laughs> don't worry it's not something that I would ever do with my own children because hello I don't think it's appropriate no um it's probably up there with smacking in it but then you know I was smacked too so it was just like I said it's just that boom of parenting different parenting standards mate it's different decades as well I think that you know um wash your mouth out with soap I always genuinely thought it was just a saying I didn't realize it was a literal thing that people did until I no and a, a child of like more recent times who had it done to them yeah um yeah. yeah, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't my child, by the way. I've never done that. Not my. It's not my style, Vic. It's not my style. It's not, it's not, my, it's not my style either. No. Although you know what, right? I really feel guilty because now you know the the progression of like how we understand parenting and things like that. And with Elliot, I used to use all the time the naughty step, and I feel fucking awful, awful for doing that. Yeah, but a lot of people still use the naughty step. I know, but I don't like it. Yeah, it's not something I've ever gone in for. It's a, you know, it should be a reflection corner. It should be reflection time. But using the word naughty is so yeah. detrimentally um, huge. And it just kind of like filters into this horrendous, like my uh, parental guilt that I have of not doing a good enough job for my kids is just like sometimes overwhelming. And I just yeah. think, oh my God, are my kids like nice children because they're terrified of me and <laughs> they're fucking not terrified I know you're saying though I, I I have the same thing and um you know just a lot of parenting situations that you that you sort of go through that maybe you feel like oh well I've lost my I've lost my sort of like calm serene mm. parenting vibes there because hello kids are fucking annoying and they're pushing yeah. buttons and, and they're like, getting really... annoyed I feel bad when I get in, yesterday morning, Edith was doing my nutting as per, as per, as per usual, um, over some toast. I had incorrectly buttered the bread and then the butter disappeared. So she couldn't say anymore because, oh, um, you know, like, Rookie you know, mistake. physics of butter melting into hot toast. That's what happens. And she mm. was just going mental about where's my butter gone. So I can only put so much butter on this before I give you a heart attack. Like I can't yeah. just keep putting butter on this piece of toast just so mm. you can see it so anyway and I got annoyed and uh I raised I love you got annoyed I raised my voice and was like Edith I'm j- I can't this is butter you know it's like because it's so irrational mm-hmm. and then I felt awful and so then when we sat down and they ate our breakfast ate her hot heavily buttered toast <laughs> hot heavily buttered <laughs> I bet it was dripping. It was. It was all over her hands and her face, everything. Um, I said, sorry. I said, that's it. I'm really sorry. Mummy got annoyed. But sometimes I get annoyed just like you do because parents make mistakes and we get angry too. But Mm. let's all just have a little cuddle and um, it's all okay now. So, Mm. you know, but I did. I feel I feel bad about that stuff all the time, especially for her because she just pushes me over the edge pretty much every choice all the time (laughs) (laughs) well I uh fun fact about my kids if I raise my voice they cry so um 
it has quite possibly Oliver, the most Oliver traumatic so like, consequences. It's the same with Oliver because he's, so, he's not used to it. And I've no. never had to do it with him. But Edith is a whole other child, mate. Like she's on a yeah. league of her own. So when yeah. I've done it and um, he's got really upset and just been like, what's going on? Because he's not used to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, he's annoying too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, they that. all are. They all are. If I was going to pick a favourite, then... <laughs> Probably Oliver. The other day, I had to make a, cr- a crown for Toby to take into school. I didn't. We, Toby and I did it. So we did it together. But while doing that, Elliot decided that he wanted to make biscuits. Not an issue. So he's got this little device that basically tells him step-by-step step how to make the biscuits while I'm also trying to make the crown. And while also Elliot's going... How do I get this to work? Mum, 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 this isn't working properly. Mum, how many is this? What does that mean? And I'm like, oh! Oh, it's so overwhelming. Like, (laughs) they were both. And that was me, like, I said to Steve, I so nearly lost my shit. Like, nearly went, fuck! I know. know, In my head, that's when I'm screaming into my hand in the corner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You come round to my house. There's a high probability that I will be screaming into in my hand corner. in the corner. Oh, my God. Talking of corners. So, you know, the brand new parquet floor mm. I had laid in the whole of my house. Oh, this is bad. Isn't it cost a significant amount of money. Oh, shit. So we no longer have a cat flap. Right. right because of, of um i mean it just doesn't fit him in my interior no, aesthetic it's does it completely ruin it yeah i, <laughs> I can't i can't have one because no. i've got fucking glass doors how do you put yeah. a, can you do that i don't even know but i don't want i'm one. sure rich people do because once the cat's gone mate the cat's maybe gone, you I'm can have a, a, a glass cat flap who knows well, maybe but i think you can have like a weird little like cat escape tunnel through the brickwork but they're really expensive so i'm just like fuck that no, you'll just that Sorry, Hendrick, I fucking wait. Yeah, you could just go outside uh, as and when, you know, anyway. So then Rob was like, oh, my God, V, look behind the living room door. So the door is always open because it's the the door into the living room. So you'd never really be in the room with the door closed. So I fucking closed the door. There was just water damage, like wet damage, all in the corner on the woodwork. It's all soaked in. And he was like, it's piss. So the cat has been going behind the fucking door and pissing all over the parquet. Pissing on the parquet. That's pissing the title of this parquet. week's. That is pissing on the parquet. Like pissing on the parquet. Note that down. Pissing on the fucking parquet. He's pissed all over it. He's wrecked it. But it's behind a door, so you can't see it. And it is where we're going to put like a shelving unit eventually. So I was kind of like, okay, well, it's in the best place for it to oh happen. You know that you do know that people that absolutely despise us will be taking note of this. So they call the RSPCA to then have your cat removed because you have a cat flap and it's pissing on the parquet. Oh, please. I'd welcome it. I really would. <laughs> no, you I'd would. You to, love Hendrix. I'd have to feign tears when they came to collect it. <laughs> oh, I'm so nuts. But it has ruined my parquet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking win the RSPCA and say, can you come and collect this piece of shit cat, please, for pissing on my parquet? Um, I can't believe it. So, yeah, that's great. Um, and the thing is, the room's so like big now, you couldn't smell cat piss or anything because normally mm. you'd smell it, wouldn't you, if it was in a smaller room? But and I also think you'd smell it if it's on carpet. Yeah, exactly. But that's it's not. When it, yeah, that's when you smell so it. So sad. Couldn't believe Fuckers. it. I was like, great. Fucking cat. Fucking cat. Anyway. 
Right. Well, where we, were we? Um, I was convinced in the last week that we had bed bugs. Um, <laughs> all of us. I thought like Elliot had some bites on his legs. Uh, Toby had some on his back and I just kept being bitten. And I was like, fuck, Steve, we've got bed bugs. Anyway, I put something out on my Instagram story saying, what do I do? Do I get a new mattress? And then some people reply back going, no, you need to call pest control. It's actually a really fucking huge problem. I didn't realize how complicated it is to get rid of bed bugs. So I called a local exterminator who came out and the same day that we were having a barbecue with friends. So when the guy arrived, I said to Steve, look, can you just take him upstairs and look? So they're upstairs for a while then they come downstairs into the living room and I saunter over and I'm like hi oh and they're explaining everything to me and one of them has got a (laughs) humongous smirk on his face and then you know I just thought he was being friendly after they left Steve went Laura (laughs) they before I even knew what they were doing they just whipped up the mattress in our bedroom and I was like right okay and he was like and you can see right into the drawers oh victoria <laughs> steve was like every single one of your sex toys including your favorite well-used sauna was well on display <laughs> and there were two men basically Just gawping at them not only gawping at them but they obviously have to look around the frame yeah, oh and everything to see if there's any evidence of bed bugs so they oh, must have shit. like literally been like nose to fucking dildo tip <laughs> <laughs> all of I was like oh they got a whiff of you I said Steve why did you let them do that and he was like I didn't fucking know they were gonna do that yeah but also what he can't go oh I've I've brought you around to inspect the bed but you can't inspect the bed you can't yeah well I thought they'd inspect the top I didn't realize they fucking lift it to look underneath but the good news is we don't have bed bugs that is the good news you've just got to take that from yeah, this situation see now my health anxiety just takes me to all new levels and obviously the newest addition was we've got bed bugs uh, and that's been cleared up we don't have bed bugs i remember watching a documentary you know uh it was um horizon is it horizon watching that about the bed bugs and they put a microscopic camera on the mattress <laughs> and i never slept anyway did i as a kid and that, that just fucked it fucked me i wouldn't even get in the bed and then i couldn't lie on the carpet because i knew they were in the carpet as well it's oh, just geez. like absolutely fun <laughs> so nine-year-old me there's a bill there's books couldn't handle it could not handle nine-year-old it. Just, you would not have coped in covid times mate no way i wouldn't have coped in covid i wouldn't have coped with social media i i'm just so thankful that i grew up in a different time getting my mouth oh, washed out of soap <laughs> yeah i mean really are you sure <laughs> I would take that over having to be on social media as a teen. Like, I just can't, can't even imagine that now. Do you know what I mean? Like, just think about what you were like as a teenager then to throw into the mix that. Yeah, no, I, I can't. What, are we talking about bed bugs or social media? Which social one? media. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where we'd move to from um, bed bugs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just find the world such an odd place. We are such odd people, aren't we? We are. I think... Uh, yeah recently I've just been so sort of um generally disappointed in the human race you know I just you know think what? Me we too. are scumbags we are scumbags um obviously there are very good people but it like seems us. like, like <laughs> us. but it seems like there's a lot of rotters I think like rotters. we are like I talk about this a lot um oh I know what I can talk about mm. I'm releasing a book yes oh my god yes we can let's talk about that i can actually talk about that now because i was about to say you can talk in my new book 
which you can pre-order on Amazon called No Shame. How exciting. No shame. No shame. But I talk about this and I think it's like a really important issue. And that is like the way that we um, like back in the in the olden days of uh, witches and, and burning them at the stake like that's not changed. Yeah, that that witch burning is still very present. It's still very much part of our society. We just do it in a totally different way. And the thing is, we still feel, especially women, feel like totally justified in like our decision to like burn women at the stake for whatever it is they choose to be or what they stand up for or what they might have gone through or you know, I don't know whether we should even bring up the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing because it's so complex and I don't really know that I have a straightforward answer for it. Yeah. But the, the one thing that I will say about it, I'm so, so unbelievably disappointed in how society have just responded to it in that we have, I, I, I'm not discussing who's right, who's wrong, who's innocent and who's not innocent. I don't think either of them are innocent, but just the way that the internet have behaved, like we've created memes, we've made funny videos we've mocked her yeah like she isn't a human being and I and I just think you're you're fucking grown people you have children you have children looking up to you and you've made a conscious decision to bully and burn the witch at the stake yeah because of the fact that you think that there is a good guy and a bad guy in this this isn't Hollywood this is real life and you know you can't I don't know I just I find it really troubling the way that she's being treated not because I necessarily love her or because I believe I'm not I'm not getting into the analytics of all of that shit it's just the basic human right of any single person to not be bullied within an inch of their life that's the bit that I find disgusting but that's but that's the thing with um that's what's so difficult though about the internet is that it removes all humanity yeah it does we dehumanize anybody and if we choose to hate them then it's like yeah we've we've had that we've both had that stuff like that happen to us as well obviously not on that scale but I think it's um it's becomes easy for people that are doing that attacking to just kind of get um blindsided I suppose Mm. by a sense of their own morality yeah and therefore they just um neglect to see that what they're doing is immoral as well like yeah yeah in a completely different way that's so true like how is it it's so interesting because it's like she was an abuser according to these people I've not watched enough of the case I know that they've both done awful things and you know I'd like I really can't stress enough I don't want to get into the fucking nitty-gritty of it but the point is is these people around the world who feel justified they are being abusers Mm. they are abusing a person but they go but she deserves it and I go well where's the line then yeah she deserves and also they're not they're doing it remotely so you know they don't feel like they're gonna they don't feel like they're an abuser the worst thing is they're not even doing it remotely anymore because they're showing up outside the fucking courthouse and booing when she leaves like what the fuck this is you know it's very medieval there's a brilliant book that's about all of this stuff called uh so you've been publicly shamed by john ronson and um, okay I definitely recommend giving it a read. It's fascinating. Um, and he, what he does, John Ronson's great. He's like a journalist. I love him. He's a, he's a British journalist and he right. has always sort of probed like the darker, unusual side of society. I think yeah. he he's a little bit like pre-Louis Farouk. So he, he basically kind of uh, meets up with people, interviews them, 
that have been publicly shamed on a huge scale like online where you know they've made one tweet that's like ended their life essentially you know but it's, it's fascinating and he talks about the whole psychology of that mob mentality as well of like once one person starts doing something so in this case like throwing abuse at whoever it is that's in question if it's Amber Heard or whoever yeah you see like a couple of people doing that and it makes it okay for other you know it is that justifies it yeah it's it's that mass mentality then of like well everyone else is doing it you know it should make it okay and it's almost a little bit uneducated in my in my opinion yeah it's not actually forming your own thoughts no. it's just following the thoughts of but others it, it and also okays your behavior because it's yeah. like oh well I can do that because they're doing it it's that's essentially so that isn't it but that's yeah. that's just us as human beings we are lemons mate we just yeah. follow the path there's not many people that choose a different route or cho- do you know what I mean it's yeah. very complex we're all very complex beings we are very complex people yeah <laughs> the only people's opinions that count are the people that you actually love yeah. and that are close to you it's, it, those are the only people that matter yeah. it doesn't matter so what true. anyone else thinks about you because they don't fucking know you they don't no. know anything about your life they're not a part of your life so it, no. it doesn't it's insignificant what they think yeah but obviously as human beings we just have whatever it is in our makeup to just want to be validated and to mm. feel accepted I think that's just part of being a human being so it's that um pull and push isn't it of mm. like I don't give a shit, but also you don't really want people to hate you because yeah. you're like, mm, I'm so misunderstood, you know, yeah. but it's like, and then ultimately just kind of giving up on that and being like, it doesn't matter. None no. of it matters. All that yeah. matters. But like yeah. you're, what you're talking about though, it's not just about people with online profiles. That's just across the board. That's, that is, that is, you know, part of a, a healthier human condition and understanding the fact that yeah it's gonna hurt like I used to make out as if it never hurt me that people hated me yeah. and that people wanted to see me fail and now I just openly admit and go you know what it does hurt yeah. because I'm a human being and like I'm allowed to have those feelings and it's healthy for me to have those feelings and it's healthy for me to acknowledge them I'm okay with the fact that I feel that way but I'm also okay with the fact that I'm not going to let that rule my life yeah yeah. Do you know what I mean? But we all come across wankers in life. It's yeah, not just no. if you're on the internet. It's no, in, it's in job, real life it's in as well, isn't it? It's in friendships. Yeah. Wankers everywhere. Fucking hell, we just went off on one, mate. No. I think because for me, I've had, um, I've been looking after children for five days straight already. And mm-hmm. I have another, well, six days ahead of yeah. me, which really does not make me feel good um no. so it's just nice to have some adult conversation to be honest and, and you know can we also just say about the fact that your birthday yes is, is a week today because when this airs on tuesday it will be a week today oh yes correct oh happy birthday to me um should we have a tidy up time i'd love one this is great this is a tidy up time that's going back quite a bit now um mm. so do you remember <laughs> one of my favorite stories about the granddad looking at porn on netflix yes, yes. the amazon guy yeah the amazon guy yeah okay so here we go strictly confidential strictly confidential look at that you remember that so uh hi ladies bitches slags absolutely love your podcast and always look forward to tuesdays when i get a healthy dose of real life and hilarity i've written in before and it's bordering on stalking behavior but i couldn't help but share this one with you 
My sister-in-law was the agony aunt you read about her widower dad and his naughty next Netflix adventures on her account. I later wrote in and thanked you for how you handled the story and, as usual, made us piss ourselves with laughter. Well, plot twist. Oh, Lord. It turns out it strikes twice. Helping my dad set up his Alexa recently after he'd moved house, I go into the save passwords on his iPad to check his login details. And what do I stumble across? His dating site account. (gasps) Oh, my goodness me. Now, the first one, plenty of fish. I'm okay with this. I'm not really. Him and mum have been separated 20 plus years before she died. He is on his own, lonely, etc. But then I scroll through an account for granny slags. My eyes. Oh, oh my God. God, that's so funny. I quickly finished setting up the Alexa. Put the iPad down, trying to reassure myself that at least it's age appropriate. None of my business at the end of the day, and at least he doesn't know I saw it. Oh my god! <laughs> then, about an hour later, having been on nights the night before, I get a banging headache and ask him for some paracetamol. He comes back with a blue box of pills, but says he hasn't got oh, his glasses on. Fuck, to fuck, okay, fuck. no, no, <laughs> no. no. He's had him in box. Oh, yes, you guessed it. Fucking Viagra. Oh I my god! About them not being paracetamol. Instead, I go to the shop, making a quick exit. Not long after this, I've been trying to tell myself I'm okay with it, but there is a part of me that can't look at my dad the same. Do all dads do this? Are there others who share our pain? Do we put our parents on pedestals and they're just filthy little wankers like the rest of us? So many questions. Laura, do you have the number for your therapist, please? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't even know how to cope with that. Um. So, anyways, now I'll share my pain and hoping that I'm not the only one who's faced with their parents' horny indiscretions, or that it's just our fucked up family. Love to you both, anonymous. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking grannyslags.com, mate. Granny slags. Why do I feel like to I'm Google it? I'm going to be on that when I'm 75. I can feel it. Well, Rob doesn't want to have sex with you I anymore. can feel it in my geriatric flaps. No, he'll be long dead, mate. <laughs> He's not going to live past 70. 65, I'll give him. 65. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I don't even like. The thing is, like, I've never, I've never, ever, ever caught my parents, like, had any form of, like, whiff of the fact that they've been sexual other than the fact that they have made three children and they are still married nearly well almost 50 years on yeah I feel thankful (laughs) very thankful I know but you're not maybe you're not quite in the situation where something you could kind of stumble across this thing I mean this is also this is the um fear of old the older generation with technology that they just don't know they haven't got a fucking they've got a fucking clue so there's no there's going to be no secrets because they just can't you know hide this shit because they're not technically capable (laughs) grannyslags.com mate I'm googling it I reckon that um uh, you know statistically speaking uh, men do die a lot younger than women so I reckon when you get to that age, as a fella who's still, you know, capable of getting a boner, well, well he's, 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 he's taking Viagra, but fair enough, take Viagra. It must really be plenty of granny slags in the sea, isn't it? 
so can choice I just, must be endless. Can I just read you the um, the synopsis of <laughs> Granny Slags? Go on. Welcome to Granny Slags, Granny Dating Online. Granny Slags is an online granny sex a- at site aimed at single men over 18 looking to meet and hook up with mature women online. We pride ourselves on helping singles find no strings attached fun. So if you're new to adult dating or new to Granny Slags, <laughs> why not give us a try today for free? We offer our services to help eligible singles find another through uh, our granny site. So basically... He has actually joined a site that is directly aimed at fucking nans. That's what it is, isn't With it? With no strings attached. No fucking strings attached. I suppose, like, I don't know. Like, when you get to that age, I love how it says one of the taglines is 100% dirty. <laughs> not nine, not 97%, not 65%, 100% dirty. Um, I suppose that i mean you know i've got absolutely i think this is great to be honest i really do especially for the women especially for the granny slags that if they're if they want to have a little bit of fun without the no mate but i of a relationship my issue that i have is is the is the name of the fucking website (laughs) granny slags but why say what you see laura say what you see what you see it's very explicit I, I suppose yeah. if you were looking for a mature dating website, would you type in Granny, Granny Slags as a, as a search? I don't know. Mature adult wanting sex. <laughs> Do I really want to Google that thing? Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. It's fine. You, you know, this is all in the name of research for the podcast. But if, how, how anyone types that out, seriously, like, you know, um, Granny Slags is here to provide you with confidential care with your expertise. <laughs> 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 bring the viagra oh look apparently um this has got a review saying that they just it's all lies what yeah it says do you know grannyslags.co.uk states in their terms of service that they use fake profiles to send you fake messages just to get your money but you will never be able to meet these women (gasps) better try these dating sites where you can get real dates maybe she needs to have a word with her dad and go dad be aware of granny slags (laughs) granny slags be aware it's like um so you might be targeted uh for tax kind of pretend fraud where they're going to steal your money and say that you need to make a, a payment on your tax account but they're also going to tempt you in with minge with old minge and say just give me 50 pounds and i'll meet you and give you a blowjob and it's not gonna happen she needs to have that conversation Imagine it's about internet safety that review. like they wrote that review you know sort of very angry about the fact that they didn't get to shag i think yeah. nowadays it's so so normal just to be like oh i just want to have sex with someone and i don't just want to meet up and have a one night stand it's mad isn't it when you think about it it's like you can order a delivery and it'd be there in 40 minutes yeah i know you, you fancy a bit a, of you can order a granny slag and she'll be there in an hour <laughs> god oh, i wonder mate. what the um the sort of specification for qualifying as a granny slag are what is it what's the criteria for fulfilling that horny and wet maybe not with the menopause. Horny mate. and lubed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, prone to hot sweats. Um, wow. Dry, dry as that. a sandal in the desert. <laughs> I was going to think of another term, but I won't use it. Oh, that's very funny. Um, would you like to hit us up with a story? Oh, Vic. Mm? We have got one, two, three, four voice notes. Oh, so that's four, four minutes. 
All right. Hell. All right. Are we going to give it a minute? And if it's shit, we turn it off. Yeah, yeah. That's what this is do. like the red buzzer in Jeremy. Jeremy Norton. <laughs> Who the fuck's Jeremy Norton? <laughs> Graham Norton. Are right, you ready? <laughs> Hiya, good morning. Um, just listening to episode 78 and the Scottish girl, I think she's Scottish, I'm terrible with accents, Scottish girl who's living in Australia talking about the holiday photos um, that her mum and dad, not her mum and dad, his mum and dad had seen and they went on about them <laughs> for years. And honestly, when it got to the crunch and I was like, oh my God, what's going to be on these photos? And then she was like, oh, me boobs were on the photos. I was like, that's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of other people who also felt the same anyway um so many years ago been married to my husband for oh, a long time now and uh, many years ago we were at um a bar on holiday with his parents and his auntie and uncle and i'm just wondering if to ask it to kind of change my voice on this <laughs> In case anybody recognises it. I don't know. Um, I haven't decided. Okay, so this is the exciting bit. Um, his mother wanted to see the photos that we'd taken during the day, or the day before on the holidays. So he was like, yeah, there's my phone. Just flick through the photos. Oh, God. That, that was a bad idea. So I'm flicking through the photos and comes across his photo. And hey, I haven't seen that for years. <laughs> passes the phone to her, to her husband, um, father-in-law. <gasps> it then goes to the auntie and uncle. Now, bearing in mind, the, these four people are like late 60s to mid-70s. And I was just like, oh, nah, I know what's on those photos. That is not good. Um, so I was absolutely mortified. Literally couldn't look them in the eye for, oh, weeks, weeks. Couldn't couldn't even speak to them properly about it. Uh, yeah, so that was basically it. Um, Wait, what? And we still talk about it today. <laughs> Obviously not in detail. Um, I'll leave it to your imagination. So basically, the photos involved my face and another body part of my husband's. Oh no! Maybe you just want to have a little giggle. Um, Maybe you want to share the story. I'll leave that to you. Maybe just talk the voice. Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you can do that. I mean, is that easy? Is that not? Anyway, um, love the podcast. Think you're great, and uh, yeah, lots of love. Oh my god, she's amazing. I'll leave it to your imagination. She was giving a blowjob. Definitely had a penis in her mouth. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, that's intense. Wow. I think it's one thing seeing a like your vagina or your tits or something. And to be a sex in, act. In a sexual act. Yeah. Good lord. That's too much. Fuck. Isn't it? I would <laughs> I I can't even imagine the cringe that would happen. If if I was ever in a situation where that happened with my mother-in-law, <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't. Have you taken? I'm sure we've had this conversation, but have you taken photos during sex? Yeah, yeah, I haven't with Rob. No, I have, but not in recent times. No, it's kind. Right. It's like, and I used to record as well, but then I would like we'd record and I'd watch it back and I'd be like, oh god, actually that's not. That's nice. the least unsexy it. thing I've ever seen. It is the least sexual <laughs> thing, and I'd say Steve delete. He's like, you asked me to record. I'm like, just delete it. <laughs> oh so, my god, we're so mental. Yeah, I um, <gasps> I don't know. You you know when you're like, oh my god, I'm really in the moment. Oh, yeah, god, let's record it, and then afterwards it's like, no, that was a shit idea. I don't want to see that ever again. Yeah, like, it's just there's it's. You know, it's a very real depiction of what sex looks like, and yet sometimes we don't want the real depiction. <laughs> I don't. I, don't, I honestly like. don't need to see me thrusting, no, while grunting. 
no it's the grub doing it's the same the thing it's like or yeah no the, just the noises I think is enough to just really <laughs> <laughs> really put me off sex and yeah I'm the one making them <laughs> really put me off sex forever yeah <gasps> fucking out. have you ever you've not we've we've all both established we've never done the you know showing pictures of ourselves no definitely not no. um I mean I, I if I go on holiday I mean that's different because they're actually on the holiday they're like oh let's have a look at the pictures from earlier I would probably do that and then what I'll be doing is zooming into every one of them and seeing what I look like because um I've just got some vain as fuck of, yeah vain as fuck um I just mainly want to just um you know torture myself uh yeah. as I do because I've been yeah. so conditioned to believe that I need to fulfill unrealistic uh, beauty standards so yeah. <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> Living your life to the best, I think is what it's called. Um, I I don't like handing my phone over for people to scroll through because to be honest with you, I don't know what they'll find. No. Because of my profession. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me sound like a sex worker. I'm not. No, (laughs) no, but I'm just saying online profile. Like there could be a tit in a picture. There's no guarantee. Yeah, I I know I've definitely got Areola on my camera feed for sure. Try to move it into a separate folder to keep it, you know, contained. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it doesn't help that the cover photo of that is a picture of me and my tits out. So yeah. it's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just the cover photo. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard work doing what we do, isn't it? It Vic? is. It is. No, I never. I don't like uh, just generally giving my phone. I'm always a bit like, mm, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Although yeah. the kids are obsessed. I mean, obviously, you know, they're not looking at any pictures of me and my tits out because that would be highly inappropriate. Um, but they love looking on my phone and looking at pictures of them as babies. That's like their. Favorite. Oh yeah, mine do. So obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, show us again, mummy. So I let them have my phone and do Here's that. A picture of Daddy's Willie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was having this conversation in the car the other day with the boys about how it's completely okay to call whatever it is, the item that it is on your body, whether it be breasts, whether it be a vagina, whether it be a penis, it's totally okay. And uh, Toby was just like, mummy, mummy, you're talking about privacy and that's rude. You shouldn't be talking about it. You shouldn't be talking about it. I was like, no, we're just trying to normalize the fact that our body parts are our body parts. And I was like, just like, and I reeled it all off and I said breasts and Steve was like, exquisite breasts. And I said, Steve, <laughs> I have never felt more fucking repulsed by you in my entire life. Oh my God, Don't even so look lovely. at me, you cock. <laughs> <laughs> if I never want to have sex with him again, because it's because of that moment. Oh, well, let me tell you about one of those moments from him. I have these daily, don't I? But he's, uh, his dad sent him a waterproof jacket. Uh, I mean, even that, John. even that, does that not just make you go, oh God, I know what's coming. So he got his coat out and I was like, what is that? And he put it on and it actually looks like the coat that Alan Partridge wears. <laughs> like verbatim. It could be the from the wardrobe of Alan Partridge. And I was laughing and I was like, hello, hello. He's like, you're such a bitch. I'm like, yeah, but look at you, man. I can't. Just, you, I was like, you can't take that. you seriously. Surely that's going straight back to the charity shop that it came from. Of course, he's kept it. Sometimes Rob likes to do these little small acts of rebellion. Is what I call them well, um, against, you. against me. Because <laughs> that way he wears the beanie hats all the time. I see. I like the beanie hats. It's only when I do. He wears... I like him in a beanie. Hat. Yeah, I like the beanie hats. That they're, they're fine. Um, 
it's the did I tell you that in the um <laughs> when all that stuff came out of storage um this is a hangover from Rob's ring on every finger days yeah um ring on every finger <laughs> like some sort of fucking magician uh <laughs> He, there was a load of his clothes that had been in storage and a load of my clothes. And I, I did a huge call. Like I, I sent off shit loads of stuff to charity. Anyway, some of the items that were um, deposited at the charity shop that belonged to Rob, um, cowboy boots. <gasps> yeah. Oh God, Rob. Yeah. Like, and like to the calf ones, like actual oh, God, cowboy don't. boots. I'm cringing so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm just like oh my god he's never worn them in the time that we've been together but he Thank genuinely god. used to wear those with his shirt all the buttons undone to his belly button all of his rings and these 25 necklaces like who was this man who was this <laughs> really majestic... struggling with that <laughs> I'm really struggling with that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been trying to get rid of those things for years. Oh, thank fuck they went. But every time that I've tried to do it, he's he's like spotted them because he doesn't trust me. And then he'll be like rifling around in the bags. I'm like, no, don't, don't look at there. Don't look at that. Because basically I've just bagged up his old personality and I'm off. <laughs> so that you can, it. yeah, so that he can keep his new one that you've basically <laughs> crafted for him. It just makes me laugh how much he's changed. I'm like, if that's not even me, that's just him. But it's like yeah. from what he used to be in his like 20s, to now it's just two different people two different people i, like I think i think i think we're all evolving aren't we yeah we're all thankful as well for that aren't we yeah oh absolutely i could I was... never i would never have fancied him if i'd met him wearing all that shit i would just been like oh who are you i would have thought he had a massive ego it was it yeah. was the dress sense of a man with too much confidence yeah that is <laughs> To rock up somewhere with a shirt undone to your belly button, cowboy boots and rings, that really does, really does say a lot of someone's confidence, doesn't it? <laughs> and if that is what you like to wear, good luck to you, mate, but I won't well be done, going out but, with you. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on reaching that level of awesomeness, but it's not, it's oh, not, not my thing. It's not my thing. So no. funny. No. We have got a bit of an agony, aren't Should we quickly read it out? Yeah, go on. All right. Hi. Been wondering whether to send this or not, but then I thought, fuck it. I'm a 36-year-old single woman with a good job with no kids. Why is it that other people feel it's acceptable to ask why I haven't got a boyfriend, why I don't have kids? All my friends have these things and they are brilliant at it. And if I'm honest, I, I feel like society wants to shove me into the pigeonhole. I'm starting to feel unlucky and ugly as it just hasn't happened for me yet. This, this whole idea of having kids and and getting married or, or settling down and having a partner and having kids it is so enforced by society yeah and it literally is a societal construct like I I on you don't have to do those things no but I just it makes me mad that people think that they can say that shit to to people that aren't you know choosing the same path that you have or whatever it's like why? Why is it so important to them that this mm. other person does what they do? And do you think it's because it makes them feel insecure about like, oh, actually, I'd quite like that? I think it threatens everything that society stands for of yeah. women, which is you marry, you have children. Yeah. You die. <laughs> basically. 
And I, I think the thing that will always bother me is the fact that men don't get given the same question. No. So, you know, men who choose to not settle down are called bachelors or, you know, they're just living their life. Women, we're called spinsters and we're, yes. you know, kind of, and even I joke about the whole, you just end up with cats, like the cat woman, but you know, women that don't settle down and don't have children, it's like massively shunned against. It's getting better, but fucking hell. I mean, you know, it's still ridiculously narrow-minded. Yeah. So yeah. what if you don't want to have children? You're not ugly. You're not unworthy. You're just choosing to wait for something that's actually going to fulfill you with happiness and not settle down with some bullshit guy because yeah, that's what society tells that. you to do. I've, I've seen this happen over and over again. How have I? Of like women settling for far far less than yeah, they are than worth they or deserve so have I, and time. you know once you bring kids into that kind of relationship it's fucked it's fucked yeah. and it's fucked for everybody and that is not something that I would want over being on my own without no. kids no fucking way I know so many people who are desperately unhappy in yeah. their relationships that put on the good show that they're happy but yeah. not but yeah. they've got kids they've got responsibilities they've got a nice home they've got nice cars and so it's so important to put the image out that they are blissfully happy but actually you don't have to scratch too below the surface to realize that they're not happy mm-hmm. and their relationship isn't very wholesome it isn't very safe it isn't very healthy it's not yeah it's not very healthy and the thing so, about you know, kids like you want that? mate the thing about having kids it's just an illusion it's an illusion that i feel it, like I we're the wrong people to ask we are the that, fucking wrong people to ask about that but no we're but probably the right people to ask about it because we're honest about it it's not the thing that defines me as a person but my children there is no denying the fact that my children are have been life-changing in the way that I see life and the way that I behave and the way that I love without a shadow of a doubt like it's it's definitely changed the way that I feel towards the world I think because it's given me more empathy more patience more understanding I guess to a certain degree (laughs) it's probably maybe Less empathetic, less understanding, and less patient. But I, I wouldn't have. Oh, oh Jesus, my, my microphone got very excited then. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't still be in possession of my children. I think they would have been removed from me if I had the patience that I had before I had children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I just yeah, you've got honestly, no choice, basically. No, it, and you, you are, can't get rid of them. Into You're it. like, oh right. But right. it is in. It is. It is so far from a um, wonderful magical mystery tour of beautiful family moments that it's almost fucking painful <laughs> how few moments you get that are like that. I know. You get some and those ones make it all worth it. Like yesterday yeah. we went for a beautiful walk. Yeah, but they have My to, Laura, because otherwise it's just bullshit. If there wasn't yeah. any good bits, it's no, like... You, well, we wouldn't do it. Oh, Lord. You and I would say the now. good bits are, are 25%. The rest of the time is just really challenging. I mean, I'd probably have a little bit more than 25%. Yeah, but you've got older kids. I think I think that I just find that, uh, yeah, it's the early years of just carnage. Especially so I mean, if we couldn't sum up more <laughs> the undesirable life of feeling like you have to fit into this pigeonholed idea as a woman that you can't be successful unless you have a man, you have unless you have children, it's utter bullshit. Yeah. There are plenty of women out there that have super successful careers that love their lives and don't have a man or a child, and no. they're totally okay with that. Yeah. And anybody that kind of like 
even questions that idea of whether you're living your life properly you just need to turn around and say I don't want the life you've got I'm happy with the life I have and when it comes to me it will be because I found the right person for me I'm not just going to second guess and fucking end up with you know George from down the road that's a little bit sketchy but oh well he'll do yeah exactly yeah it's that isn't it it's that oh yeah he'll do well he'll do doesn't work out well in the end but I also think like as women like we panic as well about like our fertility don't we yeah like oh my god I want to have a child but actually there's like so many different ways to have children you know the way that medicine has evolved and the way that women are able to have children until they're in their 40s is you know you're not kind of outcast as completely eggless yeah eggless you eggless or (laughs) you eggless spinster cat bitch (laughs) (laughs) so what i'll never forget oh going to a funeral of all places of um someone in rob's family and uh one of his family members was there and um, oh my god, right? She she she's was she's not that much older than me, but she already had two children, and they were like I don't know seven and ten or something. And this is when I was thirty three. Yeah, I was thirty three. Yeah. And we're at a funeral, and we sat there, and she sat next to me, and she's like, "Um, so um, you're gonna have children soon, then? Not a question, but more of like a statement, uh, you know, insinuating." because you really need to and then I was like oh yeah well you know we're just gonna see because we only got married that year um gonna see how it goes and she was like well you do know that you start running out of eggs at this point <gasps> and they run out really rapidly so oh you want to do my it. fucking god imagine if you've been trying for a baby and you Mate, I was pregnant fallen. I was actually what pregnant at the time twat. but I was probably um, I don't even I'm not even sure if I knew I was pregnant but I think I was probably about six weeks pregnant something like that but can you imagine saying that to somebody, like to their face? Oh, it's such a fucking dated, you know, idea of like how we treat women and their fucking ovaries. They weren't saying oh. this to Rob. They weren't saying, "Oh, your no, sperm's going to be getting weren't. geriatrics soon, mate. You better spunk one up her." It was just more about me and my depleting eggs. <laughs> yeah, your shitty um, cobwebbed <laughs> eggs. That's such so a cunt. rude. We know, I, I only messaged you the other day because I went out for lunch with Steve. I was sat in a pub and the woman yeah. that was sat opposite me, mate, I have no idea why I didn't get up and chin her. And she <laughs> yeah. was just like, oh yeah, well, you know, fucking mums that don't breastfeed, basically they're fucking lazy. But the thing that really, I mean, that pissed me off anyway, but the thing that really fucking bothered me she was like, you know, breast milk's amazing. Like you got a kid with eczema, you rub breast milk, all facts. Like she was stating genuine facts about breast milk and the fact that breast milk is fucking amazing. Yeah. And I agree. But then she said, it just makes me so fucking angry when I see women that bottle feed and I just think, I want to fucking punch you straight in the face. Yeah. And she said, it really bothers me. Like I have to work really hard to not go over and punch them. And oh thought, my God. Oh, mate. And then I, I, Steve came over with our drinks because he had gone to the bars to get drinks. He came over and I went, if you had not got these drinks, we would be leaving right now. And he was like, what, 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 what what's what? going on? And I had typed out the message to you going, oh my fucking God. And Steve was like, what's happened? And I passed the phone over to him and he was like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's lunch ruined. <laughs> Yeah. So in the end, I got up and I went over to the bar and I said to the lady behind the bar, I went, is it okay if we move somewhere else? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. 
and I got my bag and my and my drink and I said to Steve I was like I'd much rather eat shit than sit near this cunt Honestly. I was so angry and the thing is there's a part of me that thought she is entitled to her opinion and me trying because I've really felt like going you need to stop talking so loudly because you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I thought, but that is her opinion and she's entitled to it. Yeah, but it's a really ill-informed opinion and she's not taking into consideration one. like the context of why someone might have to breastfeed or the fact that you're entitled to fucking do what you want and it's nobody else's business. But it's, again, it's, that, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's about, and when you have children too, it should always be what's for the best what's best for the child rather than about what's the best for you but actually breastfeeding isn't always the best choice for the mum for a myriad of reasons but yeah that's just a really fucking ill-informed stupid ignorant opinion where she probably thinks that she's being really progressive you know and it's like you aren't no no you're not being I think the the term progressive is understanding the fact that we're we are we've got to stop trying to judge each other while sat there. And I was openly judging her for her comments. So it's like a fucking impossible notion to get your head around, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sometimes when you're a cunt, sometimes you need to be told you're being a cunt. <laughs> but she was also sat with two men and they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. what? Oh, really? I was going to say, what was she doing? Did she have a baby with her or not? No, I'm guessing her kids were older. And then I went up to the bar and Steve was like, Oh, hang on, Laura. She's just, while you've been gone, she's just said about the fact that all school mums are cunts and that she pays a childminder to go and collect her children because she'd much rather eat shit than go to the school and collect her kids herself. Oh, my God. Okay, this says a lot about this woman. I cannot express to you. I was just, like, eating my lunch, and Steve's like, Laura, just... Chill. I know, but it makes you so enraged, especially because, you know, and for me too, like, I couldn't breastfeed with Oliver. And if I'd heard that, at that time when that emotion, oh God, like, I, I had me. huge breastfeeding grief. It is yeah. a thing. It I, I still have it. Yeah. I still feel heartbroken. It, it's so hard to come to terms with that. And because it, it's so loaded, it's so fucking loaded. Yeah. It's never as, it's very rarely a straightforward decision of like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to breastfeed or I'm going to bottle feed. It's, it doesn't work like that. No. And um, unless you've been, I think maybe unless you've been in that situation of having to make that choice for reasons that are sort of beyond your control or, mm. you know, and definitely not your what your original intention was, then. And also, I think, you know, like. Be no, very painful. You know, you have to consider the fact that there are so many different factors as to why women don't breastfeed. Sexual yeah. trauma, that's one yeah. of them. Uh, things like sexual abuse and rape and domestic violence as well. Um, choosing to not want to because that's our god-given right as women yeah Uh, premature babies uh, women who are mentally unwell women who are physically unwell like there are so many different factors and like I kind of fell into the mentally unwell part and uh, what I would give I didn't want to pay for formula I didn't I really did go into the journey so desperate to breastfeed both of them but mentally I was so poorly I just couldn't do it yeah. And like to this day, 11 and, you know, six and a half years on, I still feel desperate to have had that experience. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. have done anything for it. I, I totally, I totally get it, mate. I had exactly the same thing. It's not, it wasn't, the context wasn't the same, but I had the same um, experience of not being able to do it when I really wanted to do it so badly with Oliver. Yeah. And uh, 
it just didn't work out for us just yeah. didn't as hard as I tried it was like you know it's got nothing to do with me failing or like you failing the kids it's yeah. just it's just the way it was and it doesn't make any difference to the baby no. it really doesn't like not from a psychological point of view they don't they don't care they just need to be fed and loved and that's it yeah. and that's the important thing to remember so back yeah. to our agony aunt oh no fucking hell how did we go down that <laughs> Well, I think the general message of uh, this week's podcast is... Fuck cunts. Fuck cunts. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, think is... you, I think it's about learning just to say respectfully, can you just stop saying that to me? You know, because yeah. you, you're not being respectful to me. So yeah. don't ask me about it. Don't discuss it. Move on. You know, if, if those things happen to me, great. If they don't, you know, fine. It doesn't make her any less of a woman. No. More than a woman. Okay, that brings us to the end then. Brings us to the end. This week has been it's been all over, isn't it? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And not one chat of shit. Oh no, wow. There's been no poo mention. No. No bums. This is is a record-breaking moment in the 82 episodes that we've done. We have formally been introduced to Granny Slags. So. <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> grannyslags.com go check it out it's like free it. fucking advertising for them it is free advertising it is, it? um so it could be you, a cat scam though so don't don't be scams, don't do it don't, don't, don't believe it. it uh if you want to send us a story a agony art whatever you like you can email us at noholesbarpodcast.com oh at gmail.com oh, what else can they do they can go to Instagram and they can find us at No Holes Bar Podcast and they can send us a DM or they can voice note us. And www.noholesbard.com. No, no holesbardpodcast.com. Pod, yeah. <laughs> such, <laughs> good, such good branding and advertising. <laughs> All the sex toys the sex I have in my drawer at home. Yeah. Nora basically showed the entire collection to the bug bed. The bug bed? The bed. The bug bed. The, bed, bed, the bug bed boys. <laughs> boys um when they came around to check her mattress uh so they know the whole range <laughs> intimately yeah they um, have extensively looked at it and given it the okay <laughs> uh but yeah we love you and we shall see you next tuesday see you next tuesday Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.